We're going to be talking about using Moodle in education, and we have special guest Miguel Golan with us today from the San Antonio Independent School District. If you want to say hello real quick, Miguel. Hi, folks. Thanks for having me. Hang on, my cat's yelling. Hi, folks. Thanks for having yeah. me. I'm not sure if the audio is coming through all right. It is coming through wonderfully. Yes. Can We're having some bandwidth problems, so Hello, can um, you hear? yes. Great. Great. The room is having some bandwidth problems, so um, the sound may be going in and out, and it, but it will catch up. The room catches up with that. And we're going to go ahead and get started talking today about Miguel, uh, with Miguel about Moodle. Each week at the same time, we gather to discuss technology tools and issues. And our broadcast consists of a one-hour session, and it is recorded. The link to the full video, audio recording, and chat log will be posted uh, later this weekend at the Classroom2.0Live site at live.classroom2.0.com. Um, we post the topic each week on the Classroom Live site so that you can be prepared with links, ideas, and tools that you want to bring to share. Um, and we also post a newbie question each week that we're going to address. And we pre-announce that so you can bring some answers or solutions. We also have an open mic time towards the end of the session to share new discoveries that you have found or highlights from your previous week in the celebrations. At the end of the show, we're, we hope that you will share your highlight with us. So be thinking of something that you'd like to share at that time. Before we begin today's session, I'd like to review some of the features that we'll be using today in Illuminate. During today's session, we'll be asking poll questions. To cast your vote, you'll use the check marks and the red X at the top of the window in the menu. You won't click or mark anything on the whiteboard at that time. Below the participant window is a hand with a green arrow on it. If you'd like to ask a question or share something, please raise your hand by clicking on that icon, and you'll be given the ability to use the mic to speak. Next to the hand are two emoticons, the applause symbol and the thumbs down symbol. In the far right is a blue door. If you need to step away from your computer, please click on the blue door and we will know that you are away and not available at that time. Below those symbols is the chat window. If you would like to send a message to the room, you would type your message and click the send button. To send to this room, make sure this room is visible. If you wanted to send a message to a specific person or moderator, use the drop down arrow to make your selection and then click send. Moderators are able to see all private messages throughout the session, so you might want to keep that in mind when sending uh, messages. In the bottom right is the button to activate your mic. At the time when it's audience participation time, you will click the mic button to begin speaking. And be sure to um, click the mic button and deactivate your mic when you're finished speaking. If you cannot see the chat, the whiteboard, or you'd like to resize the different windows, you can do that as well. By going up to your menu, if you click on View, you can change the layout. The layout is locked, and you may need to click on the option of Layout Locked to unlock the layout. And then you can select any desired layout. Or you can drag each of the individual windows and resize them to fit your screen and your preferences. In a moment, we'll be using the whiteboard tools to indicate our location. The tool we will be using is called the laser pointer. And that's with the um, blue line with the red sunburst at the end. If you will please now click on your laser pointer tool on the whiteboard tools, and then click to indicate your location in the world map. And one thing to note, sometimes the sunburst doesn't quite go exactly where you want, so you may need to kind of drag it over to the right just a little bit. We're seeing people throughout the world, south um, in Africa, different continents. 
Alaska, and it's so wonderful to have everybody here with us today. We're still seeing some of those bandwidth problems with the little orange boxes, so um, the audio may be in and out a little bit, but it, it will the room will catch up. And again, thank you so much for everybody joining us today. We're going to have a great discussion about using Moodle. And now I'd like to pass on the microphone as we start the uh, newbie question segment of the session and pass it off to Lorna. Great. And I'm going to pass it off right away because I think I've asked Peggy to spend a few minutes uh, introducing Miguel. So Peggy, if you want to take over, please. I sure will. <clears throat> I don't know oh, why my voice is that, so hoarse. Yes. Before we do that, um, should we go ahead and do the poll, the poll questions? Sure, that would be fine. Okay, thank you. All right. First question that I, we would like to ask everybody is, do you use Moodle? And if you do, please click on the green X, the green check at the top menu and then click on the red X if you do not use Moodle currently. And then I'll post the results. I'll give everybody a few seconds. Uh, you'll be using the top menu uh, to cast your vote. Let me go ahead and post the results. And it looks like 34% do not use Moodle currently, and 36% of the participants in the room do use Moodle. Awesome. Now let's go on to the second poll question. Have you ever taken a course using Moodle or a Moodle community? If you have, click on the green check. And if you've not, click on the red X. Okay, and it looks like most of us in the room, 48% have not taken a course using Moodle. And about 24% have. So this looks like it's going to be a new learning experience for many of us. And now back to Peggy and Miguel. All right. Well, we are very excited to have Miguel Gulen with us today. Um, <clears throat> For those of you who don't know Miguel, um, Miguel is the Director of Instructional Technology in Texas. And um, he has been a real pioneer, in my opinion, um, in everything related to Web 2.0, and has done some regular blogging and, and communicating on many platforms. He has a fantastic website that you are going to um, get links to today. <coughs> and he's even created a very special site just for us to use today. He also blogs on the technology and learning blog and on Leader Talk, and is a very active user of Twitter, uh, which I am very grateful for. Um, so many of us have been so inspired and motivated by Miguel over the years and have learned so much from him. And you'll see as soon as he begins sharing with us why we're thrilled to have him here today. So with that, very, very brief introduction. Miguel, we're going to um, have Lorna take over with the newbie question and um, get started on what is Moodle and how can we use it to support our teaching? Okay, thanks, Peggy. Um, this is the point in the show, and I've said it several times, and people who've been here for a while might be getting tired of this, but I'm sure that every time we have a session, new people come into the um, our, our classroom events. And I want everyone to get comfortable with the fact that um, there are a lot of people in this uh, community who know a lot of things, and they're here to share with you if you're not experienced. So any question is uh, acceptable here. and um, it's not uh, a platform in which you have to know everything. But having said that, I am totally in awe of Miguel and the work he's done. I'm totally overwhelmed. And I'm having a hard time keeping it very narrow to this question, what is Moodle? And 
when I came to this whole discussion about Moodle, of course, Peggy and Kim got me there, I was looking for a closed system that allowed people to put content on and uh, put audiovisual on, and so that's how I popped in, into Moodle. So maybe, now, Miguel, you can take all those questions that I had and what you saw some of the people on the, on the whiteboard give to us and tell us what is Moodle and, and really how can I use it to support my teaching. Thanks for the uh, intro, uh, Peggy, and, and thanks for all, all the other uh, stuff you all said. Uh, it's in, entirely overrated, folks. The I'd like to just quickly go back and, and share my journey with, uh, with uh, Moodle and and coming to Moodle from a from a the perspective of an administrator because uh, my background. Um, I, I did not have access to have Moodle when I was a classroom teacher, and uh, I really and didn't have access to any of, any of the Web 2.0 tools that are available. So a lot of my experience has really been um, writing about it and then trying to find ways to facilitate um, a Web 2.0 or read-write web kind of environment in my school district. And it, it's been a journey um, for all of us because we've had to have those kind of, those conversations that um, help others understand what's the value of using these tools. It's so easy to embrace a lot of these tools for our personal uh, use, and we can use them to sort of advance ourselves. But I've really come to the realization that. If, unless we get there together, um, it, it doesn't matter how much I might learn just by myself. It's a it's a sobering uh, realization that you know to run into the wall. The um, so back to the question of what is Moodle. A few years ago, um, I started uh, advocating the use of blogs as uh, publishing platforms for our student writing and student work, and. Uh, I also started um, trying to find the perfect wiki solution. You know, the the wiki that's easy for people to use, but where we're able to um, appease the fears of um, network administrators who who say, you know, we're we're going to be in violation of the Children's Internet Protection Act, and um, Moodle. Uh, was not the first tool that I looked at. I wanted to use blogs and uh, wikis, and uh, I really wanted to emphasize and push this this uh, move towards openness. Over the last uh, three years, I've really started to see the possibilities of Moodle and come to recognize it, especially this past school year, as a valuable uh, tool. We implemented Moodle because we found it to be sort of one-stop shopping for um, the kinds of things that we, we wanted to encourage teachers to do. We were also able to speak directly to uh, those who were afraid that teachers might put inappropriate content online and say, you know, this can be a closed environment or it can be an open environment. And we certainly encourage Moodle to, to be open to allow guest access so that people can see what it is that students are talking about and what, what's the content of their learning conversations. And uh, I've had feedback from um, the people on my team, um, especially one in particular I'll mention, Sue Harris, who's been really working hard with online literature circles and has impacted about a thousand students, that Moodle is, is great because it it's sort of you know blogs, wikis, podcasts, all of that is just sometimes an overwhelming avalanche of, of ideas and information. And Moodle helps us sort of put it all into one place. And uh, I think it's a perfect way to scaffold uh, learning for teachers and students and help them move in a way that um, they start with Moodle and eventually their eyes are open to the possibilities of blogs and wikis. Now, that's not to say that uh, we're not supporting blogs, wikis, podcasts, and everything outside of the Moodle environment. We are, but we spent a lot of time arguing about which was the right tool to give teachers. And then it occurred uh, to us that they're all the right tools. It depends on the teacher and the teaching style. So we wanted to make it as easy as possible 
uh, for teachers to have choices. And uh, by providing those choices, you can get a blog, you can get a wiki, you can get a Moodle. All of that can be done in-house within the school district. So that while we can go to Web 2.0 tools that are out there, we strongly encourage teachers and administrators uh, at the campus and the district level to use our in-house tools. We can provide support to them. And you know these tools aren't that difficult to set up. Of course, I say that after you know years of, of work. But when I first started out, these, these tools were pretty easy. Um, the how can I use it to support my teaching? Gosh, uh, you can practically do anything on Moodle that you can do in a face-to-face -face session, uh, including go face-to-face. -face. So uh, I really can't speak as well to that question because a lot of my focus has been on the administration side. Um, I would love to have you share some examples of how Moodle has impacted you in the classroom. And uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to jump ahead and, and talk about some of the things I wanted to share, but um, on the uh, wiki that I uh, page that I set up, it's at wikispaces.com. It's not a Moodle. Um, you'll find a link to a Gcaster where you can go in and actually record over the telephone um, some of the things that that you're um, doing with Moodle in your situation. As you can see from the web tour um, that appears on your screen, this, this page has an area, area where you can phone in your Moodle tips. And if you click on that link, it will actually give you instructions. The, uh, also, of course, you can use Twitter to share what you're doing um, and uh, post a link to your Moodle-based online learning environment. Here in Texas, Here in we're Texas, really, we're really sort of tinking off this year because of the Texas Virtual School Network or txvsn.org. And that is a new effort um, by the Texas Education Agency to serve as a clearinghouse for online uh, student uh, online learning courses. And uh, lots of exciting uh, things are happening in that area. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be uh, able to participate in that uh, as a Texas educator. But a lot of my focus is really on professional learning because that's what I do every day. And so um, I've tried to sort of share um, that journey as much as possible in the links that appear a little bit further down, um, especially the uh, doing the Moodle Mambo and uh, Moodle Habitudes, um, which of course uh, piggybacks off Angela Myers' uh, Classroom Habitudes book. The, uh, well, before I go any further and jump into into the uh, topics I wanted to sort of talk about today and, and share with you, um, I'll, I'll just be quiet. Thanks, Miguel. I think you've really addressed uh, the concept of what Moodle is. And I, uh, there's a whole host of questions here. So I'm not quite sure how you want to handle it. People are asking, can you use blogs? People are asking, can you transfer your content from Blackboard? So were you going to be talking about them a little later? Or did you want to try to address some of those questions now? I wouldn't mind uh, trying to address some of those questions now. The, uh, uh, just looking at. Um, just some of the, I'll give you my quick impressions of, of the different tools. Uh, blogs and, and wikis are not as well implemented as I would like. You know, I, I've um, used uh, uh, B2Evolution and WordPress and, of course, the Apple blog server. Uh, and I, I have just found that, that the Moodle blog has not been that, that fantastic. But there are modules that you can add to Moodle. One of them is the OU blog, and I sort of um, write about it in one of my um, articles or blog entries, that you can use and you can set up group blogs and things like that and, and work. Um, the um, wiki I have I found to be a little confusing uh, until the 1.9 version, and uh, I had to read uh, a book. Uh, William Rice's uh, Moodle 1.9. I looked all the way in the back and and found the uh, the section on wikis and realized that I had been using them incorrectly uh, or trying to use them incorrectly. And uh, there, there, it's just not as obvious as Wikispaces. However, 
um, those tools are evolving and getting better. And a lot of the Moodle use that we see by teachers and as well for professional learning really depends more on the discussion forums and uh, being able to post content there and share content in the HTML pages. And uh, that has been our real focus in using that. While we can certainly use wikis to organize um, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the online professional learning that's going on, and I'm sure you all have seen some of the wonderful examples that are out there. I just I'm thinking about Cheryl Newsom Beach's um, wiki where she's using that to organize um, college courses, or uh, Vicki uh, Davis's uh, CoCat teachers um, wikis to organize what students are learning. Um, there, there's a, uh, there's just a different way of organizing content in Moodle that um, makes it easy for people to, or makes it easy for us to facilitate online courses and um, for people to work through. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback from our school district uh, teachers who have started out in the intro to online courses, and I shared a few of those comments online. But you know, I had a whole class full go just through a Moodle uh, recently, and it was uh, amazing for them to understand this. You have to realize that most of our people have not participated in online learning. There are some that have gone through online master's programs using Blackboard or WebCT, but um, this is a completely different experience. And I think the most exciting thing about Moodle or any of the tools that we choose to use. Um, is that it allows us to discover the excitement and just to discover each other uh, and uh, point the it's, it's like you're waking up and realizing that there's a whole bunch of people out there that know a lot of stuff and, and are dying to share it with you. Um, Moodle does very is very flexible. I'm able to embed uh, videos. No, oh, go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead, Miguel. Did you want me? I, Did someone have a question? There's a, at least twenty or thirty questions of flipping by in the chat room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think it's going to be interesting. That okay. Okay. So yeah, there's. I mean, there. If you look, Moodle does allow outside links, and I appreciate everybody's responding on that. Uh, there's. There's. Um, it, it is very flexible in terms of adding uh, outside content, and uh, we've been playing around with uh, all the different things. You know, I'm sure a lot of you are already familiar with Jing, uh, J-I-N-G, from TechSmith. Great product. Um, what I didn't like about it was that it put its files in SWF format or Flash format. Well, the idea of using Jing sort of took off slow for me because I wanted to be able to edit that video. Well, now you can get the uh, 14.95 a year version, and you can get an MP4. But I didn't realize that you can embed the SWS into Moodle, and they play right there inside as a as a link to a, a web page or resource. And uh, that makes um, adding that content much easier for our folks in, in um, at the development level. And uh, when we're sharing this information with, you know, we're using Moodle's not just for professional learning and online literature circles, but we're also using it um, as part of our what our communications department is using. And they're using that to interact with the community. So each of those uh, different uses, uh, Moodle has been instrumental and flexible in allowing us to do that. Uh, I probably could walk you through, I see a question from Gigi. Um, Example of what we might I see as a student. Uh, I'll, uh, I guess I could go to one of the. There's several uh, really neat examples here, and uh, in the I'm just wonder, Did you want to use the web tour? Or or if you go to the Moodle yeah, online learning and. Okay. Yeah, web tour works great. At least I hope it does. Uh, when you go to the uh, Moodle online learning environment examples, and, and that's where you can go post your own example, um, 
one that has just popped up, and it's not mine, and I, but I have to share it because I, I thought it was just really cool the way they, they set it up is uh, Deer Park ISDs. Um, so definitely click on that and, and, and check it out. Um, no, I think if we want to go to uh, a well, website, we I need to just have you share your desktop instead of the remote. So if you actually want to walk through a, a mood itself. Okay, so if oh, you look you at the top. Oh, okay. Uh, which site you want to go to, I can show it, or you can do it in depth. Is this uh, working for it you? Yes, sure is. I, okay, great. If you see anything inappropriate, um, my apologies. Okay. <laughs> uh, post a link to your Moodle-based online learning environment. So you click on that, and you're actually able to go in and see. Um, hmm, that's not working there either. Um, well, let me show you what it looks like uh, on our end then. This is our open campus, and um, I realize the URL is a little off. Uh, we didn't want to change it mid-year. The um, but one of the activities that we had is a Kids Saturday Technology Institute. And teachers that are using this um, are, are really sort of brand new to using Moodle, and um, so are the students. So they wanted to use, we wanted to give them something to organize um, how they were doing everything. And they uh, are focused really on productivity tools because that in their mind is exactly what uh, students need to be learning how to use. Now, I, I have a different opinion about that, but um, their entire campus is committed to participating in our technology integration lead teacher initiative. So I'll have, and they're going to all be going through a 10-week course with the uh, Lodi folks. I don't know if you all know Lodi, but uh, Dr. Chris Morsch's work. Um, and they'll be participating in that course and learning how to use technology in different ways. And uh, I didn't want to push the point at this late in the ball game. But so their focus is still on uh, Microsoft Word and, and PowerPoint and doing those things. And you can see they have uh, the several sessions set up. The first session is what took place February 21st, and uh, the. Notice I'm able to switch to student view, and this is exactly what the students see. Um, they're not able to access the content ahead of time, although we could certainly make it available if we wanted to, uh, if we thought it was relevant. Um, students are able to um, participate in, in the online forums. They're able to post their pictures and, and share content. Um, upload resources, as well as uh, view videos. And since one of the things was, or one of the uh, purposes of the first day was to sort of orient them to online environments, we of course talked about, you know, think before you post video and, and uh, cyberbullying and, and those things. So those were really more face-to-face -face conversations that, that were had. There's also a learning journal that's available to each of the students, and they're able to, you know, sort of record whatever it is that they want to. And I'm not going too deeply into this because I'm sort of, uh, I, I just don't want to show off too many pictures here of, of kids. But this is basically um, how one group of teachers is using it. Now, from an administrator's point of view, or from teacher's point of view, there's a teacher section down here that the kids can't see but the, um, the teachers can talk about what they're going to be doing, share resources, and go from there. Are there any questions so far about this area? And I'm sorry, I'm not able to see my uh, Illuminate window easily here. Deb, did you have a question about this 
What page, Deb? Oh, I... Hi there. Um, no, but I, I think if there are people in the room that don't know what Moodle is at all, right now what they're, it, it would be nice to know what they're looking at, and I believe that this is what they would look at from a student side. Is that correct, Miguel? That's correct. And when um, you shared about teachers seeing parts, just adding that when you're administrating a course, you have the option of um, deciding who sees what and when different parts of your class are viewable. That's right. You, you do have that uh, ability to control what, what you're sharing and, and uh, um, working with. The, and the other, let me uh, a little, go ahead. The other question I had is, do you have any courses that you have up and running that are would be available to log in to um, open courses that we have access to to participate as a student or interface with it or see it? Uh, good question. The answer is I do for my school district folks, but I do not have any open courses um, for the world to, to jump into. They're, in the sense that they're open, you're able to access them and usually go in with a guest access. And uh, I've typed in a new address. Um, this is where our professional learning uh, occurs, um, or at least where we're trying to get it to occur or set it up. And uh, you should be able to go in and find some of this content. The self-paced courses are courses that are available online that we've swiped from other places. Um, I'm sure if you don't know about it, there are places online where you can go get courses that are free. Um, these are these are two courses that here, digital photography and power publishing, that are available online. And uh, since we use those sites, um, there I logged in as a guest, uh, you can find that content. These courses are still pretty much uh, under development in the sense that we're getting ready to customize them and adapt them for our use. Uh, notice that the licensing is uh, Creative Commons, and that is allowed and permitted. And I'm hoping that as we start to develop more online Moodle courses, that we can share that um, back with with the world audience, so that y'all would be able to take advantage of our development um, time and, and resources. The way I look at it is, you know, we've developed this for in-house. Um, we're not going to turn around and sell it, and uh, if we can share it with other people so that they can modify and adapt it to their use and often improve it simply because we all have different ideas of how we want to proceed with Moodle, um, then the, that's a benefit to everybody else. So there's, a, like I said, a lot, a lot of resources, resources that are that are here. Can I, can uh, I jump in for a minute, Miguel? Yeah, go ahead. I notice a lot of people are asking this question about uh, supporting teachers and getting this set up. And I know we have lots of good examples available at Moodle.org, and there's all kinds of resources and video and so on. But that piece about getting ready to do this, we don't quite know where to get there. You're showing us all the resources, but those are the things that we can use but to get the teachers ready to do this, to get administrators ready. Like, How much time is it going to take to get somebody on side and that learning curve? Can you comment about that part at all? Yeah, I, I sure can. I, I think one of the uh, one of the things I, that I have to look at is that when I started out trying to understand understand how to facilitate an online course, I felt very inadequate. Um, I, I know that's hard for y'all to believe, especially you, Peggy. But the it, it was uh, uh, it's really tough to get the idea of what what you do to when you're in an online course, and then how do you go about uh, getting others to sort of participate? The uh, that's why part of what I wanted to share with you all was um, sort of building capacity. Uh, in my office, we started out with uh, one gentleman, 
uh, who's now working in Austin, Texas, and uh, he was really familiar with Moodle, and he started uh, working with the PBS Teacher Line as an online uh, course facilitator. And uh, he, you know, in part of our conversations, he's, he always said, you know, we could use Moodle to facilitate uh, online courses, and this could tie into our learning management system. Um, that is, a, a learning management system is something that allows you to track professional learning as it happens, as, as someone works through course content online, and it, it uh, reports a score or back to your uh, uh, tracking pieces. So the, um, sorry, I had a quick inter interruption there. Um, so we've been sort of building the infrastructure and, and getting that set up. But setting up the server, setting up Moodle um, has been uh, not as difficult as having those conversations with people and getting uh, we've got we got support from our boss and our supervisors without any problem but encouraging adoption of Moodle uh, has been a longer process I think the way we started was um, we shared that Moodle was a way of having online meetings and uh, instead of bringing everybody together from 90-something different campuses, uh, we would meet online. And one of the efforts that we used was DimDim. Um, Dim. Uh, it's a module, and I was able to broadcast uh, what I was doing or, or my presentation to the group, and uh, it was really an information sharing session. But all of this was done through Moodle, and uh, it was a, just a powerful way to, to share ideas and have comments. I could actually be in a different meeting, uh, but also still actively responding to what everyone else was saying. So uh, I guess the idea of uh, starting small was to start with this idea of using online meetings. And then uh, we've slowly grown, and I've had conversations about professional learning and, and using professional learning uh, as a, and offering that online as a way to sort of get Moodle more into what's going on. As we see cuts in funding and budgets, it's critical that less people do more. Um, and uh, curriculum instruction departments, um, as well as instructional technology, have to be able to touch more people at a time than uh, just uh, doing Another a bunch of face-to-face workshops. So for teachers, this becomes a valuable tool Okay, well, we've lost Miguel, but hopefully he'll be back. And I just posted a link to uh, people who are asking for elementary sites. And I'll go ahead and bring that up real quick, because I know that there is a slide share and has great information for elementary sites. I know this is uh, Moodle's widely used a great deal with um, high school and college, but it's difficult um, sometimes to get the concept across to elementary students, elementary teachers, and of course to parents with the idea of sharing some of these things online and the security issues. So um, let me go ahead and this is just one example of some of the things that they have done with Moodle and setting up the different blocks on their Moodle site. Let me see if I can. And they have different subject areas. And this is a, just a great example. And it's in our share tabs link that I'll post in just a moment um, about you know, writing prompts and the, the ways that they're using it in an elementary setting. So uh, we've seen some great examples in our research. And um, the elementary examples have kind of been sparse. So if you have those, you're welcome to put in uh, your links to different Moodle elementary, middle, high school, college level uh, Moodle communities that you'd like to share with us. And um, if anybody has a question that they would like to ask of the participants, um, ask of the moderators, of course, 
I'm not as well versed as Miguel, uh, but we will definitely try and field those questions, or maybe somebody in the chat has um, the answer to some of these questions. Um, I know there's a Moodle Move conference that travels throughout the, the country in the U.S. and Canada and so forth, the world. And so um, there's lots of resources out there, and there's great resources in here in each of you. So if you have a question, please put it in the chat or raise your hand, and I will give you the microphone, and you can ask your question to the group. Uh, Kim, I just want to make one point that Moodle Moves is coming up in Regina in the 1st of April, so when people look at the share tabs, they can follow that particular link because there's some professional development going on there about how to use Moodle, and some of those technical questions that people are asking right now in the chat room could be answered there, but you know, there's, those answers could be pretty much anywhere, but it would be really nice to hear from someone who's, really, who's using Moodle and why they chose Moodle over some other kind of learning management system. So. I'd like to pose that specific question if someone in the chat room could answer that one, either on the mic or in the chat window. Good question. Why use Moodle at all? And I've seen a question about some people hosting their own Moodle server or paying for the service for somebody to configure, set up, and host Moodle for them as well. Okay. Tammy, you want to go ahead and ask your question, Tammy? Actually, it wasn't so much asking a question, but I thought I would kind of jump in with the uh, on why we use Moodle. For what we're doing, we offer our courses free, so we couldn't do that very easily if we had to go with Blackboard or WebCT as a course management system, simply because we would have to come up with a ton of funding for it. Um, and it's working well for us. We have about 200 students taking a variety of different courses. Everything's run by volunteers. And when you think of the fact that you've got a, an organization that's run by volunteer teachers, you can't have something too terribly overwhelming and it has to work well. So this is our third or fourth, well, no, I take that back. It's about our fifth year now using Moodle. And um, we found it pretty successful, even with just moms and dads coming in, doing some volunteer teaching. Um, if, I don't know if anybody wants to, but I could, I could kind of show some of what we've got that we've been doing by sharing one of our courses. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll leave that up to moderators if they want any application sharing for that. You're welcome to post that link. Um, and if there's time, we can certainly come back to that. And thank you for uh, sharing your views. Miguel is back, so we're going to um, give the mic back to Matt, to Miguel. If you want to go ahead and continue, we were just talking, Miguel, about um, a way, and Tammy was sharing how she uses Moodle with her study. And somebody had asked also how to teach the students to start using Moodle. Again, I can't really speak to how to start teaching the students how to use Moodle. I have not done it myself personally. Uh, my team uh, of folks do that, and they're expected to work with uh, classroom teachers. Um, and our, our emphasis so far has been on online literature circles. One of the, uh, I, I guess, the fears that we have uh, is what happens when you get too successful. And uh, we have, uh, you know, Quite a few Moodles already starting up on open campus, but we have a total of, you know, let's say 3,000 or so teachers. So, too much success would be overwhelming for a small staff. Uh, I'm sure some of you appreciate that in your own districts, but uh, that's why having access to other resources is, is so nice. And not everybody goes for Moodle, some go for blogs and uh, using those tools as well. I, I'm really interested in, in hearing um, some of the other ways that folks are, are using Moodle in their schools, especially at the classroom level. I mean, I would like to, to be able to offer uh, different uses. I noticed that Scott Floyd uh, um, was sharing something about in the chat about uh, how his teachers are, are, are doing things and, and sharing. So. Students, okay. uh, just to answer that motivation question, though, I, what I've heard from my team is that students are very motivated to use technology and the collaboration piece is there. I mean, 
kids love to be able to talk to each other and chat with each other. And um, I guess what we're trying to do is model a way to do it in an academic setting um, that might be different from what we might encounter just out on uh, social networking sites. Okay, Deb, did you want to um, make a comment or ask a question, Deb? Hi, Miguel asked about people using Moodle in the classroom. And in our school district, we have um, a physics teacher using it for both her level four and five, five being highest. We have the computer technology person in the middle school using it to teach technology skills, similar to what Miguel posted on his Saturday morning class for kids. And then um, we also have a um, seventh grade geography teacher that's using it quite a bit. It's a slow go. This is the first year that our district is using it. Um, most of it is time and professional development. It's much like riding a bike and, and going in and just you just have to start. And once you start, the next day you know a little more. There are a lot of resources out there. Um, and there is, and I can't remember, but I will try to find it. In Indiana, they got a grant to run um, classes over the in Moodle for people who want to learn how to use Moodle. And I don't know if somebody out there may know about it. I think it's affiliated with the University of Indiana, but I'm not positive. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. Great comment. And I would think some of the more or the the over obstacles to overcome aren't necessarily with the students. They're pretty adaptable and flexible. It's more about um, adopting the buy-in by the administration as well as by the teachers to invest the time and the learning curve to fully implement or to successfully implement a modal community. Would you agree with that, Miguel? I agree, definitely. Uh, that is one of the reasons why that um, when we're working with our uh, schools and classroom teachers that the Office of Instructional Technology partners with classroom teachers and campuses when they're using any of the uh, Web 2.0 tools that are available as well as Moodle. Uh, we don't want the teacher to be out there by themselves um, using technology and then someone says, oh, uh, are you allowed to be doing that? We want um, everyone to know what these folks are doing. There's a, a website, and I forgot to add the, the link. I'll go ahead and drop it into the chat, uh, where we're trying to sort of share uh, short video interviews with teachers and administrators, um, not just about Moodle, but about everything else. Uh, we really have to be our own uh, public relations uh, department in the sense of um, communicating all the wonderful things that are possible through the use of technology and using uh, Moodle. In uh, the list of resources that are on the wiki, you'll find uh, links to a variety of uh, resources that I've put together um, based on what I've needed to do in my school district. And most of those are about administration. Um, but there are plenty of links to websites like Moodle.org, which is just a treasure trove of great ideas, um, and lots of other places and people that are, are dying to share things about um, uh, Moodle. One of the great finds for my team was uh, Moodle Tutorials. And uh, that's where you can actually find tons of videos um, providing tutorials on Moodle. My staff, uh, we do cross-training every Friday. And uh, because especially since we have such a small staff, if if someone were to leave, uh, you know, we'd be devastated, as has happened in the past. And uh, so we've been working really hard at sort of training each other and and uh, showing each other the things that we're doing. <laughs> and um, um, the Moodle tutorials provide some of those uh, just-in-time videos uh, for how to back up a course and and things like that. I noticed that, that Bredo uh, keeps bringing up the issue of uh, control. And, and the reason we need to have that control is that um, people are looking for, um, people aren't ready to embrace. People aren't at the same point that you are uh, or that I'm at in terms of using these tools that allow open access to our students and to our teachers. As an administrator, uh, we need to be able to um, show that 
we have made reasonable effort to, to protect our students and protect access to students um, and, and to our teachers. And uh, often the control serves as a, as a sort of like the rim of a pool. You know, you walk along the edge of a pool and you hold on to the edge uh, until you learn how to swim or, or until you feel comfortable in the water. And this is one way of accomplishing that. Um, again, I think the key here is not to restrict uh, teachers or administrators who want to use these technologies, but to provide the support and um, scaffolds that they need to be successful. So one of the reasons why a lot of us have turned to, out, um, to other resources outside of our school districts is because school districts haven't been able to ramp up and support the, the rich variety of tools that are available. Here are a few tools that we are able to offer and use to support instruction. And those include Moodle, blogs, wikis, podcasting. And uh, to be honest, that, that really covers quite a, quite a bit of the different tools that are available. We still have to go look at um, other places for uh, social bookmarking, you know, Digo or Delicious. And uh, we still can use those. But the more that we can have in-house, the more reassurance we can provide to upper administration, whose point of view here is not, not necessarily, let's find the best tools that are out there, but let's, take, let's keep our school district out of the news because people are using all these new social whatever, immediate social tools that are out there. So Moodle uh, and all the other tools that are available at, as free open source software um, are cost effective. I don't have to ask for a budget. Um, I'm able to implement pretty quickly. Um, I have three or four servers that I work off of. Matter of fact, we purchased a brand new Mac server, OS 10 server, to uh, sort of host all our content. We could have just as easily run off our old system, but we wanted to make sure that we'd have a system that had longevity and uh, would be easy to manage and work with. So that's sort of that, that insight, and I hope I'm not talking too much. <laughs> No, you're not, and we're just about out of time. Um, Terry, did you have a quick question or comment that you wanted to share, Terry? Okay, um, if so, you can go ahead and post that. Or go ahead. Uh, yeah, we, we have been in a one-to-one -one laptop to uh, student setting for five years. This is our first year with Moodle. And since we were initially using uh, Moodle in a pilot phase, uh, and we really weren't offering online courses, we were just, just using it to support our regular instruction. We've actually had uh, some negative response for teachers that overused it and uh, forced things to be done on a Moodle site that would have been better done uh, live one-to-one. -one. Uh, since we've now uh, pushed it to all the K-12 teachers, I think we're getting a better response because uh, they're not overusing it, they're using it where it's appropriate. And we also think that as we move into uh, offering courses online, we need to do an add with it, something like Illuminate, so that we can have that interaction uh, more than just like the forum chat interaction that you have in Moodle. So I think it's a combination of uh, a live interaction like Illuminate along with uh, the Moodle site that's going to uh, do it for us for uh, online courses. Thank you. Thank you, Terry, and absolutely. Um, there are compo components that you can add to any Moodle community and mentioned, Miguel mentioned earlier using DimDim to support like an online web conferencing um, block within your Moodle community. And so there, are, there is so much more about Moodle. Miguel will probably um, have to have you on again as a follow-up because there are still so many questions and so many resources um, that people have asked about the setup part, you know, how to incorporate the different blocks that we've just run out of time. And I'm, I put in your wiki and they can contact you also. And stay tuned, everybody. The recordings will be posted later today at the live.classroom site. 
Um, so you can check for that and watch for details when we have our follow-up session because I'm sure Moodle is growing so quickly and it's becoming so widespread that that there's going to be a greater need to continue these discussions using Moodle. And I would like at this time to go ahead and put in the link to the survey. If you could please fill that out um, and click on it, you know, before you leave. I thought it was in the share tabs link, but I'm I'm not sure if it made it. Okay. Just one second. And uh, we have some great tutorial resources. We have some examples. We have the Moodle Meet um, meeting in the share tabs link that I'm going to post in here. And um, we just have a lot of follow-up resources as well. And of course, you can always leave comments and feedback on the live classroom dot uh, site. And next week. The Future of Education and Other Mean Communities that was started by um, Steve Hargadon, who is also the founder of Classroom 2.0, is going to be hosting a session, Remixing Shakespeare for 21st Century Students, in conjunction with PBS Teachers. And that's going to be March 18th on Wednesday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And that will be in Illuminate. And he will have experts from the folder Shakespeare Library and veteran teachers talking about this aspect next week. And for the Classroom 2.0, this Classroom 2.0 live show, on March the 21st, we're going to have a special guest, Kevin Honeycutt. We're going to be talking about podcasting and his uh, recent Podstock uh, conference and the Podstock meme. And we're going to find out what is a podcast if you're not familiar with it. And how can I use podcasts to support my teaching? So that's going to be another great session next Saturday that you're going to want to join us. And it will be at the same time regardless of whether we have a time change or not. So uh, be watching for those details as well. And you can always find out the latest information at our uh, live Classroom 2.0 site. And we would like to extend a very special thanks to Miguel for participating and joining us today and Steve Hargadon, who is the founder of Classroom2.0.com and the Future of Education and who started this great venture. Thank you so much to everybody who participated today. We had over 161 participants. And your feedback and your comments are just wonderful. And they definitely add to the session. So uh, check out the live site later for the recording links, because there were so many things shared. Uh, resources shared and websites that it was difficult to grasp all of those during the session. So you can pause and stop the recording and um, be sure that you get all of that information. And if you're going to share a link on Twitter, you can uh, use the uh, hashtag of the number sign live class 2.0 for the Twitter hashtag. And that's a new thing that we're trying to start as well as for Moodle, the same uh, hashtag symbol on the word Moodle. So again, we want to thank everybody for joining us today. And have a great Saturday. And share your Moodle experiences on Twitter and Plurk. So have a great day, everybody. And thank you for joining us.
As we get ready to close out the session and end the recording, I invite everybody to um, click on the link that I just posted in the chat. You can record ways that you're using Moodle with your campus or questions and so forth as a podcast at that site and have it posted as a GCAST. So we invite and encourage you to do that um, to give us some more ways that you're using Moodle in your institution. The link that I just posted will give you instructions on how to submit that information as a podcast. So we encourage you to take time to do that.